relentless heat wave, nicknamed Lucifer, has been surging in southern Europe this summer. Temperatures soaring past 40 Celsius. A recent study by European researchers actually found that this could just be a sign of things to come. A fearful sign, it must be said, with two in three Europeans predicted to be affected by extreme weather by 2100 if emissions are not controlled. And that's just a snapshot from one part of the world. Let's bring in Dr. Alessandro Cescati from the European Commission, Joint Research Centre's Institute for Environment and Sustainability. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. So you are based in Italy. Can you give us a, a sense of just how bad the weather has been there in terms of heat? Well, it, it has been indeed terribly hot, uh, something we, we never experienced with this level of uh, severity. With uh, in several parts of Italy, we had the, the historical records for, uh, for summer temperature. Luckily, I mean, the, this peak in temperature lasted just about a week, so it was relatively short compared to each ways we have had in the last decade, like, for instance, in 2003. Uh, which was indeed much longer, even, even though not so severe. But uh, it has been extremely uncomfortable uh, for our, let's say, daily life uh, for that week. Particularly, um, I mean, for you know, children for uh, that were at home for the summer holiday, for elderly people that were uh, more exposed, let's say, to the severe heat um, waves. Um, something that, I mean, for those that were not able to escape by going to the mountains or to the lakes or had no access to air conditioning, was in, indeed quite uh, quite severe. And not just uncomfortably severe, but actually tragic in some cases. Unfortunately, uh, yes. Uh, we don't have yet official statistics about the number of fatalities, uh, but... We know already that there was like an increase in 30% in hospitalization, so in requests for first aid, um, uh, which is quite high. Um, again, we don't have uh, the, the final number concerning the, the people that were killed, but for comparison, like the heat waves we have in 2000, 2003, uh, more than 3,000 Italians uh, were killed. So we know these events uh, can be really uh, deadly. <laughs> For, yes. for the population. I mean, we know about past heat waves. You've just referred to one of them there, and, and you know, we have this word heat wave that's been known for a long time. So, what is it about this summer that makes this so worrying for you? Uh, it's, it's worrying because we see that the maximum temperature reached by the heat waves is going up. Um, it was probably 38, 39 in 2003. Now we are hitting 41, 42 in, in many cities, even more, um, which follows exactly climate projections. This is what climate models are telling us. Extreme events will become even more extremes. So because what was extremes like 20 years ago is becoming more and more normal. Uh, this is basically the fundamental of climate change. Um, so... But when we see our projection reflected in reality, uh, as usual, we get very, very worried. Is happening? Climate is changing very quickly, uh, and uh, the heat waves we have had this year is exactly in the direction uh, pointed by by models and climate simulations, uh, and really 
calls for you know for the taking measures for adaptations for uh, changing the way we look at um, climate and also thinking about um, the need of far-sighted policies to deal with these events because they are becoming no longer like a rare event happening one up, up out of 100 years uh, they are becoming now very very frequent we have one of these events every second year every third year and we know by uh, with climate models this this will become uh, the normality of european summers at least for mediterranean countries so you have been commissioned by the european commission to to carry out this research and you've shared with us there some of your projections uh just what would be the scale of that uh the, the potential disaster associated with it becoming the normality as you said for mediterranean countries well the projection we see that uh, i mean at the moment we have about five percent or eight percent of the european population which is affected by extremes world events uh, every year uh, but by the end of the century almost two-thirds of the European population will be exposed to these events, uh, with an increase in the fatalities of almost 50 times, under the assumptions that uh, we will not adapt to the new climate. Because this is a basic assumption of our work. We wanted to see, first of all, a sort of a business-as-usual scenario. What will happen if we don't act, if we don't take um, policies for uh, mitigation and adaptation to climate change. And, uh, and results are quite striking. It means that this new climate will be uh, really severe and um, that the majority of, of European population will be actually every year exposed. Um, these are the fundamental results that uh, call for an urgent action in terms of uh, both enforcing mitigation efforts mm. but also taking long long term visions and long term plans for uh, adapting to the new climate that will be uh, becoming common in a uh, few years i mean we're far from being there or anything like perfect yet but there's definitely greater awareness about the protection of the environment uh, among the general population i'm sure all of us experience that to some extent even when it's just based on financial factors you know when it's not motivated on trying to protect the planet or slow global warming uh, the the world is is becoming an easier place to protect the environment but but just how far are we from sufficient action to slow down this or avoid this reality that you're predicting no, so far uh, there's been a lot of effort on the mitigation side so trying to reduce emission of uh, fossil fuel of uh, greenhouse gases the um, try to reduce the use of fossil fuel, reduce the emission of greenhouse gases, and the Paris Agreement of the United Nations goes very much this direction with uh, many countries actually signing it. Um, now is more and more coming the time for no longer thinking about mitigation of climate change, but also adapting to climate change, because we know that uh, climate change is already here, it's happening. Uh, through mitigation, we can try to... Uh, maintain this change under, um, let's say, ranges that are still manageable, like the two-degree uh, increase in temperature. Uh, but at the same time, we have to adapt by you know, investing in new infrastructures, 
uh, we have to change our lifestyle. Uh, we have to change our buildings, uh, increase the use of air conditioning, increase the use of uh, sustainable energy resources, um, a, f- a full package of adaptation measures. Uh, and, and this is uh, what we have to do now uh, for the next decades. Um, this is and the research we, we have put forward goes much in this direction to show where we have to invest and for which specific kind of hazards. And these kind of uh, studies uh, really are, are meant for, let's say, guiding um, the investments in a way that they are uh, the most cost-effective as possible. What, what would you say to critics who have suggested you're exaggerating the, the danger here? Well, um, so, I mean, our, our study is really grounded in observation. We, we took statistics for the last 30 years from the 1980s to, to uh, 2010. So from this point of view, the study is very robust. We have been looking in, in the near uh, recent past and see how many people were exposed, how many were actually killed, looking really in databases of uh, disks, uh, of risks uh, and disaster, let's say, records. The... the the key issue is, uh, and the critics, is about the assumption we have made for the future. Uh, on purpose, we have assumed, uh, for these specific studies, that no adaptation measures are taken, so the vulnerability, basically, of the population in Europe remains as it is at the moment. It was to define some sort of a reference level. What will happen if no actions are taken? Um, and I think the critics goes in this direction that this is probably an improbable scenario. Uh, hope so, clearly. Um, of course, if we take any adaptation measures, for instance, improving, I don't know, installation of buildings, improving the use of air, uh, air conditioning, uh, and so on and so forth, then the number of fatalities uh, will certainly be lower compared to what we estimated. So it's all about the assumption and also the motivation of the study. Um, our specific motivation was to put a baseline, uh, and the baseline was assuming no adaptation. And, and along this baseline, we think that the, our results are very robust. Well, as I said before, this is um, something of a snapshot for all of us around the world to pay attention to. We shouldn't take any comfort if there are any uh, temptations to do so by the fact that this is restricted to the Mediterranean area. Dr. Cescati, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank you to you and all the listeners of the radio. Thank well, you. Let, let's hope that your voice is heard. Dr. Alessandro Cescati, European Commission Joint Research Centre.